welcome to Swapping Joysticks. Yeah. It is Wednesday, Wednesday, the 18th of January, 2023. Have you started putting things on the right date yet? I don't really use dates. No, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, welcome. Yeah, this is Swapping Joysticks, your home of LGBTQIA plus gaming, streaming, and just talking about whatever we feel like content. Uh, I'm your host, about right. Big Gus, Ben Gus, and I am joined, as always, by Ed Nightingale. Evening. Evening. How are you doing? I'm alright. Yeah? I'm alright. How are you? Yeah, not bad. i got a little bit of onion stuck in my tooth. Someone can be like this all the time. Mm. Lovely. Save it for later. Is that the pickled onion that you decided to eat alongside? Yeah, I mean, you made me sausages and mashed potato. Or potato, crushed potato. And I was like, you've got to have onion with that. A pickled onion. Mm. I like pickled onions. Pickled onions are great. Spicy pickled onions are even better. Ruin the flavour of the delicate, balanced meal that I create for you. It was delicious. It was delicious. But yeah, welcome. Anybody that is uh, new to uh, to the podcast, we tend to... Uh, we'll talk to the chat a little bit, but obviously this goes out everywhere on... I. No, no, iTunes. Apple Podcasts. every time. Apple Podcasts. Why would they change it? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube, everywhere like that. So if we don't read your message as soon as you post it, um, we might, you know, if it's uh, added to the conversation, we might include it later. Um, But yeah, just so you don't feel ignored. But yeah, uh, we are... Oh, by the way, speaking of uh, branding, as Molly just posted out there, look at at this beautiful hoodie that all the podcast listeners are going to be able to uh, definitely not see. Look at this. I'll, shall I describe it? Do you want me to stand up? You stand up and I'll describe it. Okay, you have to move out of the way a bit. Oh. Look, look how cool I am. Yeah? Oh. Do I look cool? Ben is currently wearing a basic pitch black hoodie with some shitty colour of Twitch on it. And the words, Kappa. Kappa, Kappa. I'm a Kappa slapper. <laughs> yeah, the back to Do the five-year-old paint it. It is... Um, I, well... Twitch had like a 40% off sale for hoodies, and I was like, I could really do with a hoodie. Um, and this was actually the nicest one they did. It's the way that you like, they've got a sale, so I have to buy something, as opposed to, no, no, this all looks terrible, I'm not going to waste oh, my money. It does say hi, hey guys down there. It's really nice and warm. And it's a new, everyone likes the feeling of like a new hoodie. Yeah, and then you wash that, and then you'll never wear it again. No. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other, other ones that I've done that with. Yeah, this is just nice and big. Um, but it is, yeah. New, new hoodies are comfy. I'll give you that. Mm. No matter what it has on the outside. Yeah, I'm helping the economy. I'm helping Jeff Bezos get his eighth yacht. Because um, he needs that. Yeah. He really needs that. Poor guy. Yeah, I give half the earnings and through Twitch to him, so I may as well give him some more for a, for a nice uh, hoodie. Ed's top looks comfy. I am Gary. Thank you very <laughs> you much. You're going to make that joke. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, oh, but Ed, how has your week been? Uh, my week has been alright. It's been pretty standard. Nothing major to report. No. To be oh, well, that sounds like a boring week for you, yeah, considering you are a reporter. Well, well, we'll get to the headlines. I'm okay. not going to, you know, ruin that at the start. Um, but no, in in I guess personal news, not a lot. To no. be honest. What did we do at the weekend? We. Oh, we met friends. We did meet friends. We met some lovely streaming friends. We did. Um, and you streamed, I played some games. Yeah, pretty much. And we finished the Traitor. Traitors. We did finish the UK Traitors. And I went into that not wanting to enjoy it. I was like, yeah. Oh, I was like, the first episode, I thought... Because you're so cool and you can't like something if it's popular. I just don't like TV shows. So 95% of the time I'll watch a show and go, this is crap, I'm not enjoying it. But... I watched it and was like, oh, I'll put it on in the background and stuff. I got so invested. Like, only by the second episode, I was like, this is amazing. I need well, to watch more of it. I watched the first with a friend because she described it to me and I thought, I've heard good things. I'm going to give this a go. And um, and watched it with her and was like, this is great. I want to carry on watching it, but I feel like you might like it. Mm. So I described it to you as basically like Among Us as a TV show. And then by the second one, you were hooked. Yeah. And we were watching like four episodes in a night. Yeah, yeah, we did finish it quite quickly. It is so good. 
if anybody here has not seen the UK version of The Traitors, go and check it out. I'm, I know there's a US version, there's a French version, there's a, a Dutch version, but yeah, they, the UK one is like, they couldn't have written it better. I don't know how they managed to make it just so exciting until the very last minute as well. It was, it was just perfect TV. Yeah. You know, if that doesn't win awards, then I'll be very surprised. If you're, if you're not aware of it, basically mm. it's a load of people that, um, that stay in a mansion in the Scottish Highlands and um, they have to complete tasks every day to add money to their prize fund. Mm-hmm. Um, however, amongst them are three traitors. Bum, bum, bum. Um, and every night... Uh, it's it's just like Among Us. Every night, or, or Werewolf, or Mafia, if you played those, every night um, the traitors vote to kill someone who gets murdered overnight. And then um, the next day at the round table, everyone has to come together and vote off uh, who they think is a traitor. Uh, but they might instead be a faithful, which are one of the uh, the, the non-traitors. Crewmates. Um, crewmates, yeah. Uh, doing their tasks. And... Um, <laughs> It's just what I think is great about it is the fact that you know from the beginning as viewers who the traitors are. And so you can then watch their like manipulation of everyone mm. and um, and sort of understand their thought process of who are they going to like kill off? Uh, who are they going to try and persuade people to vote for and see if they get away with it? Um, it's uh, It's just really, really fun viewing. But I do fear that this is going to be the only time they can do it because people are now going to go onto it thinking they know how to play the game. The producers will have to like double cross them and try and trip them up with new ideas and twists. And so Mm. then it ends up just becoming overproduced and not great. So this is like the first season in the UK, at least it's the first season. I think it's going to be the purest. It's like when big brother started and like the first season was great. And then it just became like people who want to want to be celebrities. Yeah, and Nishikola says, I heard that we as a viewer didn't know who the traitors were. No, you do. Oh, because, we know. Yeah, because obviously they're in between the tasks and stuff. They'll, they have the talking heads and they have people giving their opinions and stuff. So I think it would be quite a short show if they didn't have that, because then you'd obviously know, because they'd be, they're, they often talk about how, you know, they're behaving as a traitor. And uh, yeah, Sarah has been summoned by talk of a social strategy reality show. Honestly, Sarah, <laughs> try the UK one. Somebody says that it works so well, especially in the UK, is that it forces nice people to do horrible things <laughs> and like that's a really uncomfortable thing for British people well that's some British true. people to do because um, you want to be nice to everyone but like the if you are a traitor the aim of the game is to stay there and steal the money from other lovely lovely people who are your friends there and but then if you don't do that then you're booted off and you get nothing so like you have to do a horrible thing or you're out of the game um, and that's yeah one of the reasons why it's so successful in the UK gossip yeah and it's weird because even I'm not I won't obviously not going to spoil in the slightest anything that happens in there. But even some of the, like the traitors, they're like you're like oh my god I you know in my I was watching it going like, oh god I hope this person you know loses I don't like this person, and then but then you feel kind of sorry for them at the same time because you're like well what alternative do they have they have to kind of deceive people yeah. or they're out you know there's no I other think option. Both of us watching it, who we liked and who we didn't like, often. Changed oh, it changed so many from times. episode to episode. I'd yeah. be like, I don't like this person, and then because they've worked it out, and I'm on the side of the traitors, and then actually it sort of flipped the other way, and I was like, oh wait, no, I don't like that person, and I want them to win instead. Um, and in the UK version is hosted by Claudia Winkleman, oh. who um, does Wanted at you. Yeah, well, she she presents uh, or one half of the presenting team of uh, Strictly Come Dancing, which is our Dancing with the Stars. Um, so she presents that on BBC and she's just a great presenter. And with the traitors, she gets really into it and really hams it up. And uh, like she's the one who chooses the traitors and sort of controls mm. the whole game and gets so into it. And I like she is just the perfect choice as a presenter. But she's just so lovely to everybody as well. Even the traitors and stuff, they'll do something horrible and they'll feel some they'll feel bad. And she'll be like, come here and like give a hug to them. It's. Just a really, she's just a really nice person. Yeah. Um, and she, yeah, from who we know that knows her, like she's apparently just a lovely person. So mm. always nice when good things, you know. I, like, well, because this was advertised on Strictly, 
And they were like, oh, good luck, Claudia. You know, good luck with this. Because it started, I think, just after Strictly. Um, and they showed like a big trailer of it during and, you know, trying to promote it. And I was always like, oh, OK, no, that sounds interesting, whatever. But I probably won't watch it. But hearing like and seeing people's comment being like, this is the best yep. reality TV that's happened in years. I can't think of reality TV that I've enjoyed. There's like been as, you know, this kind of groundbreaking even something like mm. the apprentice and dragon's den that's it was enjoyable for a little bit but it just wasn't anywhere near this yeah um yeah it's on bbc and i think like other reality shows tend to go a little bit trashy on on like itv or channel four um whereas bbc i feel like they've just i do feel like they've done a good job of it um it, it doesn't have that like trashy um you know, trashy reality show kind of vibe to it, which I really like. Mm. Um, I'm I'm intrigued to see the US one potentially, but all I've seen is the clip of Alan. What's his face? I was going to say Alan Bennett, but that's not him, is it? No. Or Alan Turing? Definitely not Alan Turing. No, Alan. Alan thingy Cummings. Cummings. Cummings that's there it. We yeah. Go. How um, could you forget that? How could I forget Cummings? Um, and <laughs> like, just it, say, like, thank you so much to Panda for the raid and the bits. That is so kind of you. Thank you so much, Panda. Thank you. Welcome everybody from there. This is uh, Swapping Joysticks, your home of LGBTQIA plus gaming content with a an annoying couple of hosts. Sorry. There you go. Continue. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> um, yeah, this, it's Alan Cumming, and he does. He's like introducing it, and he sounds just like Moira from um, from Shit's Creek. He, he, like, there's he a has the weirdest accent. I don't know where that's come from. Scottish. It's Scottish. Well, I know, but it's got like a sort of American twang to it in a way. Like it, it's just—he's got a strange accent in that show. Yeah, wait. A minute. I'm going to find the the because we can't say that and not play it. Uh, what's his name again? Alan Cummings. Coming. 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 Uh, Moira. Here we go. Uh, yeah, this one. Let me just go and uh, play it. It's the way. I th- is it dollars that he says? Oh, yeah. Listen to. You can hear Moira from Shit's Creek in this. Give it a chance to add more money to the prize pot, which currently stands at $75,000. <laughs> oh my Dad. god. Dad, come here. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it is brilliant. And they use exactly the same things, aren't they? Like it's the same activities, the same games, the same tasks. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So literally seeing that clip. <laughs> is it has made me want to watch the US show now. <laughs> yeah, I've heard I've heard mixed things because, like Sarah said in the chat, they, it's half of it are reality TV show veterans, mm. and the, and they're making raising money for charity, whereas the other half are members of the public. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I like the UK show is is just completely sort of random members of the public, and it's also a really diverse mix. I will say. Um, yeah, it's you know, it's not just oh here loads of hot Love Islandy people. It's like people of all ages. There's one hot guy. Is there? Yeah, in the UK one. Yeah, I don't know about that. Owen? Is um, it Owen? No, what's his name? I can't remember. Matt? That. Did you mean Matt? Oh no, though he was quite hot, wasn't he? No, the one that at oh, the end. You just want you like the one with the tight trousers. Very tight trousers. Obviously. Very tight trousers um, and muscles. But yeah, it's a really diverse mix of people who are all kind of nobodies. So they've got nothing to sort of lose, um, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Um, so yeah, it's not just like, here are a load of attractive people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a really diverse mix. But then it's also interesting to see how people's opinions like come into play and like prejudices and like, yeah, it's a great show, basically. I think if you, I think anyone who likes games really mm. a bit of video games or any kind of game i think it's it's a proper game show um as a reality show which is great the one thing i remember the, the last time i really enjoyed a new reality show but it's complete trash is coach trip and it was only it was like the first two seasons of that where they use where they had people who were you know a hugely diverse mix that have like a gay couple they'd be like a really old couple there'd be, you know, brothers and sisters or there'd be partners. That was a really big mix. And then it became like, hey, can we turn this into kind of hot people on a coach who have to go and do water-themed activities in Spain? Yeah, it it changed. Just let the nobodies have their moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's all we need. Exactly. We like a nobody. We do. We like, And I think that game, 
I mean, it definitely doesn't benefit any one type more than the other, I don't think. What, as in traitor like, or faithful? Yeah, like, well, those, I think people, like, they, it, it like, their age or their intelligence or anything like that, that didn't really have that much of an effect at all. I think everybody no. was pretty much pretty equal. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, go watch it. It's great. We watched pretty much all of it in like a And week. please let us know what you think as well. Because I'm yes. just, everybody that's finished it just wants to talk about how good it is. Um, so yeah, please do. And let us know how the US one is in the end. Yeah. The worst thing these shows do is recruit influencers to be on them. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Then you I know. Then it goes down the pan. Yeah. I'm intrigued when Big Brother comes back later this year in the UK. Because ITV are doing it. But ITV, that means it'll be trashy. Mm, ITV also are doing Love Island. But they're also doing something great, like Dancing on Ice, which we need to I would work. rather watch Love Island than Dancing on Ice. Well, you will be watching Dancing on Ice. Uh, oh, we God. need to catch up because we missed an episode. Yeah. Great. Yeah, Cedar said the US one will be inferior, I'm sure. They usually are. I'm trying to think of a time when the US version is better than the UK one. Like of a reality just, show or... I think, a... In all honesty, I think it just depends which one you see first. Because mm. if you see one first, that's your sort of defining experience of it. And and then it kind of changes if you see elsewhere. Yeah, I've heard like The Office and um, Queer as Folk. I didn't watch the US one. But the UK one was really like just a few episodes, really. That's um, true. US Drag Race is better than UK Drag Race. Would you agree? It's different. <laughs> it's long. It's longer. The UK one's longer. It's more than an, you know, forty minutes. Yeah, uh, yeah. We like an hour-long show without without adverts. That's mm, true. Naked and afraid. Do ITV make any good shows? Coronation Street. Said no one ever. <laughs> yeah, I think it's obviously aimed at different markets. I don't know the U. I, this season of Drag Race. I know it's really short, so it's kind of upset people. But I'm just don't really care. Too much about it's been it. It's two episodes, Ben. Yeah, and I just don't care. Or well, three, actually. I'll watch it, but I just I don't really care. Does anyone care? No. Like, do you just watch it because it's fun and entertaining and then just ignore toxicity online? Mm. I like gay shit, says Gemma, yeah. We all love gay shit, Gemma. That's why we're here. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Anyway, speaking of uh, gay shit, we're here to talk about video games. That's true. Um, what video games have you been playing this week, Eduardo? Um, well, speaking of gay shit, I have not been playing any more Persona 4. Oh, can you say, Carrie Ann says, America tried to redo Doctor Who and it turned out bad. I mean, that sounds like a very faithful uh, adaptation of it. Wow. <laughs> I've never watched Doctor Who, so it's I can't terrible. possibly comment. Oh, it's awful. Um, I have not played any more Persona 4. Um, I had a bit of a rant about it last week, so... Either you are here or you can go back and, and listen to it if you're interested. Um, but yeah, Persona 4 has really, really, really bad gay representation mm. and trans representation and misogyny, um, which I have written an article about, which will be up tomorrow. Um, so I won't talk any more about it. But basically, not not playing that has completely thrown me because that's like a what, 60, 70 hour RPG. And I was planning to play that over the next couple of weeks. And I've now decided that actually... I don't really want to play it because I just feel a bit uncomfortable playing it. So I now well done. I, I know that is, that is a first for me because mm. um, I usually I, I usually like to finish, um, and I now don't really know what to play. I sat at the weekend and was like, I've got a bit of a JRPG hole, and I don't know what to fill it with. <laughs> um, and you know that feeling where you just you're looking at your back catalogue like I don't know what to play, and I started things. And didn't really know what I was in the mood for. Resident like, Evil 4. I started Resident Evil 4. Well, not started, I continued with it. And then was like, I've played this before. I'm not I'm not in a horror mood. Um, how about Persona 5? I played well over 100 hours of that, I resurrect. And I love it. I think it's great. But Persona 4 just did not live up to 5 for me at all. Um, it was a game of its time, Ed. It was. Um, got to wait for the Resi 4 remake, exactly. And that's why I wanted to replay the original, because I never finished it. Um, and I just, oh, I just can't be asked. I'm just, I'm not in the mood to play that. 
I started playing Live Alive, mm. um, thinking, oh, that's a JRPG, and it's quite short. And that just didn't really grab me. I think it's got potential, but I, I might go back to it another time. Um, then I started The Witcher 3, because that's got the update. Um, and I thought, oh, I wonder what the graphics are like. And um, I played that for about 10 minutes and then thought... How were the graphics? The, the graphics were very nice. Good. It was a clear upgrade from PS4, but also... And also the, a much better frame rate. Um, mm. But then I was like, oh, the beginning of this is really slow and it's got lots of exposition and it's another, like, 80-hour game and I can't be bothered. So what I then did was I loaded up Elden Ring and I started playing that again. And now... I really like Elden Ring and I just want to keep playing it and do another playthrough. <laughs> Are you playing a game and enjoying it, Ed? I'm playing a game and enjoying it and well, that doesn't happen the, very often. That, just do that. Um, but Don't. I've already put like 110 hours in and now oh, the last I'm week. playing it again. Well, no. Oh, okay. And now I'm playing it again. I think I put what? I put about seven hours into Sunday. So I was playing it Sunday um, afternoon and then the last couple of nights. And I'm whipping through it so much so much quicker than than I did the first time because the first time was very much you're taking your time you're exploring you're mm. worried about big enemies you're trying to learn boss patterns and this time I'm like oh I know where to go I just do that 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 do all the key points go to the boss kill it first time move on and I'm like this is great like this imagine, is really fun imagine Ed talking about enjoying a game I know right? what this is like it's, look at this <laughs> he's, he's even smiling you're even smiling talking about a video game. I know, shock horror. Well. Um, so, yeah, I'm having a great time playing it. I'm playing as a melee character instead of a magic character. And actually, of all the talk of magic's much easier, do you know what? Melee's easier. Like, you hit things with a sword twice and they die. Um, it's uh, it's much easier. This is this is very questionable. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, if it is anyone a, listening. It is a pinky, creamy heart stain on the hoodie that definitely looks like coom. Um, <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I'm I'm playing Elden Ring at the moment and and I really like it. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, but yeah, somebody asked, is Fire Emblem out on Friday? Yes. And I got an updated email today, that, well, an email today saying that my uh, delivery date has been updated from Saturday to Friday. Hey. So um, actual release date. Yeah, so I don't think I'll end up finishing Xenoblade before then. Um, so I'm probably going to put Xenoblade on pause for a little bit. Well, this is the so... other thing. Because I said I had a JRPG hole to fill. And Xenoblade Chronicles is just the game to fill that hole. But I thought, no, no, I'll wait for Ben to finish it. And now you're not even going to finish it. Probably not. Just go, you play it. I'll let you use it. because well, I'll I'm gonna... just steal it from you then. Yeah. I mean, I found a website that explains every um, chapter in like really well, really good detail of of um, Xenoblade. So when I take a little break from it, I go back and I just read that again and kind of familiarize myself with the story. So I'll just do that. But I, when um, Fire Emblem comes out, I want to devote a lot of time to that because I love Fire Emblem. One, I mean, I love the story and I love the um, like the relationships that you can build in there. But honestly, I know this is not necessarily for you. The tactics and the actual battles were so fun. And so enjoyable and really, really rewarding when you got it right. Um, that I want, and then this game apparently, reading reviews, then uh, Fire Emblem Engage has apparently improved even more on that. In fact, way more on that, and the social aspects taken, uh, the story aspects taken a bit of a, of a hit, it seems. But the fact that it, you know these battles are just really well done, I am all into that, and I'm going to get balls deep into that game uh, when it comes out on Friday. I, guess, I mean, I guess we'll talk more about Fire Emblem I'm next working week. from home. My lunch um, break's going to be great. You won't be working at all. I will. Um, I will. I will, be, <laughs> I will. I will be watching you. Like, I will. Benjamin. I will be. Do some work. I've got lots of work to do. Earn your salary. <laughs> I've got lots of work to do. Um, I've been wanting to do another playthrough of Fire Emblem Three Houses for forever mm -hmm. and just haven't got around to it. Um, so good, and that game. maybe I will at some point when when I again find a game that I actually enjoy. Um, one of the things I like though is the fact that it's three houses, it's three paths, it's three stories, and well, there's four. Um, and and I've only played it once, so I've only experienced one of those, and I really want to go back and play through it again. And I think the only thing that I mean, maybe this is a good thing because it means you do one playthrough, and that's that. But engaged from what I've read, it you know only has one story. It's very linear. 
and the story social stuff of it is not as expansive as Three Houses, but the combat is better. So I guess it depends what you're after in a, in a Fire Emblem game. I know it's been a few years, but it just seemed quite sudden that this game's come out. Like for me, Fire Emblem is one of the big, big, big IPs for Nintendo, but I don't think it actually is, is it? Um, it is in Japan, mm. and over in the West, it hasn't been. But I think, well, I think it was prop- popular on the DS. Yeah, I've got the GameCube game, which I literally played on about mobile five hours of, and then never played again. And I should probably go back to that. Mm. Um, and um, but Three Houses is the game that has really, really kicked off the franchise. Yeah. So I think from now on, we're probably going to get more, um, more Fire Emblem. Yeah. Rishrak uh, says, "Yeah, because it's boring." You play Call of Duty and FIFA. Get in the bin. Pipe down. Joe <laughs> <laughs> Bro says it got better after Awakening, which was their make or break for the franchise. Which was the one where, when the isn't the one where, that's going to disappear when the Wii U eShop goes or the Wii eShop disappears? Isn't the one where you there are two versions of the game and then it gives you a third version if you've bought them, but you can only get the third version online or something like that? There's there's a weird situation where people are not going to no be able idea. to... Oh, is that Fates? Yeah, and I heard that... Wait, there's a way that, like, apparently because of the eShops and stuff, or... I don't know. But I, I just remember reading where that game cannot be kind of fully played anymore. Oh, it won't sad be. times. But I will, uh, I will not go and... Well, I'm sure someone in the chat knows a lot more about it than I do. Oh, is it a 3DS game? Actually, yes, it was, because I played it a bit on 3DS. And I enjoyed it, but... I was kind of playing on the way to work and I didn't want to get my DS out. Fair. Mm. Yeah, don't get your DS out on the... Uh, on the train. On the train. For the lads. Yeah. Um, well, that's what you will be playing, but what have you been playing this week? Uh, not much. What about you? Great. Let's yeah. move on. <laughs> no, I've been playing... I've been going through my playthrough at Final Fantasy fourteen. I've unlocked the first dungeon, done some guild hests. Love it. I love Final Fantasy fourteen. And are you Are you actually enjoying A Realm Reborn? Yeah, but I've only really just kind of started it. By the way, somebody, I don't know who it was, liked a tweet, a really random, just a random kind of trolley account, liked a tweet of mine from 2019 where I've said that A Realm Reborn, it was like hot take, A Realm Reborn is really boring and shite. That's not a hot take, <laughs> that is correct. But I'm like, oh, I said that in 2019. Somebody just randomly liked it. I don't know what they were doing, but they just typed my name in with Final Fantasy and it popped up or Someone's something. stalking you. Being stalked, yeah. You are being stalked. I would delete that to I deleted. I deleted it. Um, but yeah. But now I'm going back to it. I'm like, you know what? I am uh, I am really enjoying it. But I think as well, it's because of the community part of it, um, the fact I'm streaming it, the fact I'm sticking to the main story. So I'm not going off and then going back to it and going, I can't remember exactly what it's all about. Um, that is that's making it a lot more enjoyable. But like I said, I've only just started. I've just well, I've just done two streams now of it. Um, got the first dungeon, unlock guild tests. I'm doing side stuff off stream or with some like extra streams. I'm leveling up some gathering classes. Um, gathering, yes. And so what does that entail? I'm a botanist. Uh, can pronounce it correctly this time. A bot- not a botanist. I'm also a logger. Which I don't know what I can't remember what the name that is. Woodworker or something. Um, Timberman. Timberman. And the, I'm also a fisher. And I'm probably going to, yeah, get. I'm going to be a miner. E R. Uh, <laughs> I was like, say that carefully. Yeah, I'm going to be a miner. 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 And I'm just going to make a little bit of money by selling stuff and and leveling those. I'm just enjoying. I'm enjoying really. I'm really enjoying just kind of relaxing and going through it slowly. Um, but yeah, the actual, like the main story quest, saving that for stream, is enjoyable. I know as well how good it gets later on. But uh, as Yuffie says, you're studying plants while chopping them down. You don't actually chop down the trees because the trees don't disappear; they oh. just become non-harvestable for a short length of time. Well, that's very good. Hmm. I also was playing some Final Fantasy fourteen this week, I remembered. You did while I was streaming. Yeah. But I'm slowly getting through Stormblood. And I am I am determined to push through. So I will also be playing it regularly. Brilliant. I wonder if I'll end up overtaking you. I hope not, but probably. <laughs> we will see. We'll see. Um but yeah, that's pretty much it. I've not really played anything else. Um 
Yeah, I've not really played much Destiny either this week. A little bit. This um, is good though, Ben. You're focusing on one thing and just making sure that you're getting good at it and enjoying it. I don't know about getting good at it. Yeah, I don't know um, about that either, but maybe you're enjoying it. I am enjoying it, good. and Fire Emblem will take up my off-stream uh, time after Friday, so it'll mainly be Final Fantasy on stream and that off-stream, but I'll let you know next week what Fire, em- what Fire Emblem's like. Nice. I All look right. forward to hearing your thoughts. Good. I should hope so. That's what you do. Nice. Um, right, okay, so we're going to the ga- uh, gaming news. Now let's talk about Discord. What, what oh, have people Gordon, been playing? Sorry. Oh, usually Don't I forget do. the people. Oh, I would never forget the people. Um, by the way, what you should do, when you don't know what game to play, do you know what you should play? What? Frog Detective. I mean, it's on my list. Uh-huh. And I, I would like to go through and play that. They're yeah. on Game Pots, right? Um, no. No, I think I bought it for like three pounds. I'll steal your steam then. Okay. Get my thunder. All right then. So go on. Tell us what. What are the listeners now? Branda, brutal Branda, brutal Branda says, as per usual, I'll answer this question with a game I haven't played myself, but I've watched someone play on the YouTube's that rival streaming platform. How dare! <laughs> um, this week's obsession is good pizza, great pizza. It's a cute indie game about pizza. Bit like Papers, Please or Potion Craft, you need to watch what people order, tell you, and respond by making the correct choices and pizzas. There's a cute little storyline, you can save up to decorate your little restaurant, and the art style is very relaxing. Now, spoiler, we we clicked on the Steam link for this and we're like, this looks really fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we might actually do a quick look at this next week. I love um, yeah, you... it. looks like some of the jokes in the screenshots are just really silly. It's our humour, it's like... Oh, I've just had a really bad uh, car accident and my legs hanging off. So obviously I want an onion pizza. And like, <laughs> okay, right. And but you can right. reply with okay or what? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it looks like a lot of fun. So I think yeah, we might do a quick look next week. Yes, I mean also it's a food game, and we know how we both feel about food. Yes, I do um, like pizza as well, I, and I like making food. So um, so yeah, I think that could be a fun one to play through. Mm. Uh, John says I've played a lot of games recently. I picked up The Devil in Me. I was meaning to get it, but never got around to it when it was released late last year. But wow, what a great, fantastic, spooky game. After playing that, I picked up House of Ashes. (laughs) Not House of Asses. So there's also not a lot of punctuation, so I'm trying to read it. Um, I picked up House of of Ashes, the third game in the Dark Pictures anthology. And when I found out Ashley Tisdale was in it, I knew I had to save my queen. Uh, During all that, I was playing The Outer Worlds. I can never remember if that's Worlds or Wilds and which way round they are. Out, outer Wilds is the, the relaxing, weird puzzle one. Uh, the Outer Worlds is Fallout in Space. So this is Fallout in Space. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to get very overwhelmed with RPG games, but this one just hit different. The humour was superb, the world locations were different and fun, and the characters top tier. I, Have you played that? Uh, yeah, a little bit of it. I played, no, I played it, I think I've done like a third of it um, and enjoyed it a lot and then moved on to something different. Yeah. I quite liked it, but it's it's quite short compared to other Fallout um, games, mm-hmm. and I was quite happy to finish it. Yeah, but it's it's definitely funny. It's worth a go. Uh, Sarah Kay has been pay- playing Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Oh, that's a great game. Not sure that a review is really needed for this one, but it's my first ever Pokemon game, and I promised some people I would play it. So here we are. I'm only about an hour in. It's cute. I definitely think if Pokemon had been a thing I knew about when I was a kid. I would have had a hundred plushies, yeah. So I think I'll like discovering them. Although having watched friends play various Pokemon games, I am more familiar with many of them now. And it's great with the Let's Go ones because it's just the hundred and fifty. Um, it's a really useful, um, like, it's a really useful game to get into it. Like we all did as a well, most of us did as a child. Yeah, it's like hundred and fifty. You can remember all of them. You had all the Pokemon cards. You had the Pokemon, yeah, the Pokemon game, the sticker book, whatever. You knew all those 150. You know the types and what beats what. And you just like, as a kid, you just know it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm like, hang on, there's over a thousand. What? Mm. <laughs> What's this one? Um, my first reaction is that I don't really understand why people are so obsessed. Wow. Like, you just run around throwing balls at them. To be fair, actually, you don't battle them in Let's Go, do you? No, I, that's why so, I actually really like that. Because you just got to get your hand action right to... Catch the ball, throw the ball. Um, I'm glad. Well, some people won't see your hand action there if you're listening on a podcast. Um, throw balls. 
but I also understand that Let's Go is the most basic of the game, so there isn't much to it. I will say I get super annoyed when you're trying to run around and the Pokemon or other characters in the game just jump in your path and you have to stop and have dialogue with them. I'd rather just run around and do my thing and talk to them when I feel like it, much like real life. That is a mood. You would hate Temtem. Because <laughs> Temtem's <laughs> like that, but like with then difficult long battles each time. And it's a really long route to get from one place to another. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I haven't played the Let's Go ones. Oh, but... yeah. My story with Let's Go um, is... You've got a story? I do. Oh. I got Let's Go because it was the latest big game that came out at the time. And I bought myself a nice pro controller so I could relax with it and play on that. And no support for it. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, great, because I've just finished Zelda uh, on the little kind of Joy-Con grip. Uh, so my fingers were doubling over on each other. And then, yeah, Let's Go came out and thought, okay, I'll treat myself to a pro controller. And yeah, fuck yeah, my you, drag. You've got a swing. Exactly. Yeah. Shocking. Um, Clues has been playing some World of Warcraft um, and then had a long post invent. Oh, yeah. Should so, we, um, like, mm, go on then. I'm well, interested. It's, to. You, well, it's a very long post. You can answer. Okay. I'll read. <clears throat> like a water. These are serious topics that is happening, and I'm sorry with butting in with a rant about a game. World of Warcraft. The game itself is fine, fun, and as expected. The community and the people, less than fine, and extremely frustrating. A new expansion means new raids and new dungeons, and World of Warcraft has a practice of opening up the easiest difficulty of raid to all players a wing, uh, a wing a time over the course of a month. That means anyone can join in and experience a raid without a predetermined group at any time they want. Much like the standard in Final Fantasy XIV, except the people. Not the people. So naturally, going into these raids, there'll be people new to the raids and experience and probably don't have much experience. In Final Fantasy XIV, the raid goes slow or at a reasonable pace, uh, pace to boost everyone's confidence and people take time to explain stuff. It is normal for others to cheer you on if you are new to the raids and everyone is just like, you can do this next time. In WoW, this is what was said verbatim. And this is a quote. What the fuck are you wasting my time? Can't you just watch a three minute video on the strategy on how to fight this boss? Um, and then a and very offensive term. Okay, yeah. which we won't repeat. Later, don't repeat that. Wow. Mm. Yes. So that was spoiled, and yes, I'm not repeating that. That's horrendous. Um, chat was full of that last bit, which is a nasty curse. And three people whispered me that privately, despite they got voted out by the entire raid group. Some people want to experience the raid blind and learn on the fly because that's what gaming is. If I want to watch a YouTube video, I might as well do watch. I might as well watch the whole game there and not play. Yeah. I've been with the game since day one and it's gotten more toxic and poisoned. This may be a small minority of players, but they are loud and they are everywhere in the game. The game itself has a dungeon mode called Mythic Plus. It is the same dungeon, but a tad more difficult. And like Diablo, the enemies have, have affixes and additional abilities. Oh, and it is also timed. Initially, it was fun and putting the run against a timer made it more challenging and up the ante. But years of this practice made everyone, the tanks especially, treat everything like a speed run. They go in and pull the whole dungeon before you can say hi, scold and berate anyone who is not able to keep up and then quit the dungeon if the team is too slow or right after the loot drops. This happens with 8 out of 10 tanks I've played, uh, I've played with. It does not make for an enjoyable gaming experience and this unfortunately is fostered by their system and to be honest there is no way to revert that culture. It's gotten so bad that I think I might quit the game for good. Not because WoW is a bad game, it's a great game. The people however are the worst. And then Wes Manovich replied with, yeah, I quit playing World of Warcraft in Shadowlands because of that. People were just toxic and really <clears throat> really mean against each other. And that's sad because, yeah, in Final Fantasy XIV, it's so rare that that happens. In fact, whenever I go and play like a brand new, up until recently, they've added this new mechanic so you can go in with NPCs, um, you know, rather than actually play with other people. But when I'm going and doing a dungeon for the first time, in the past, I've always gone in with new people. And I literally will stay at the very beginning. Hi, this is my first time doing this and the vast majority of times before you and you go to you like come to a boss encounter they'll everyone they'll just stop and you know that they're typing out the instructions on how to do it and how to beat it and they're like okay the first phase you need to hit the snowball so it hits the thing in the middle and then the second phase you do that and yeah you'll you'll read it and go oh i kind of understand what you're saying and then you'll probably die a couple of times people don't really mind because i don't know people are just the community in Final Fantasy XIV feels like they're happy to teach people because they love boasting about how great the game is. So when people come in and they're dying a few times, it's like, oh, no, don't worry, I'll help you. And they want everybody, most people want everyone to have a good uh, and enjoyable time playing it. I think it's because of as well, Final Fantasy XIV is always, 
kind of played second fiddle to WoW. So he's always been like, a, let's try and push this game and try and make it even more successful because it is a really enjoyable place um, to play. And I think that kind that has definitely helped um, the positivity. See, I've never played WoW, so my only comparison is is playing Summer Fun Fantasy fourteen. I will say playing as a healer can sometimes be difficult because some tanks do love to run off and then you're like, okay, I haven't learned the dungeon yet and give me a chance and then they get annoyed at you. Um, and I've definitely had that in Final Fantasy fourteen, mm. But I do think, and I don't know if WoW works the same way, but I do think Final Fantasy fourteen with your with your party, you do very much have specific roles that you, you have to work together as a team. And also if you quit, then you get you get booted or something. Or like you're not you're you can't quit a duty in Final Fantasy fourteen, right? Uh you can, but I think you get a penalty. Yeah, you get a penalty for it. So it sort of pushes you to work together as a team and to stick with it, even mm-hmm. if you're doing badly. Um and you can't just have one person runs ahead speed running because your party will die. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if WoW is the same as that, um, or if it's if it's easier to work more individually despite being in a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see if I can say it's like run with a guild and you don't get that issue. It's like that shouldn't be an issue. Mm. You know, you don't shouldn't have to work with a guild. You shouldn't have to rely on other people, you know, from that guild to work together and to help you run through it or or whatnot. Not everybody is a member of a of a guild, um, but you want to take part in these gate in these activities that maybe require help from other people. I mean, simple thing is you there should not be toxic people on there. Mm. And as a new player, I maybe wouldn't know what a guild is or know the people in the guild or or who was. You know, unless you've got friends that play. Um, and, you know, you hear stories of people meeting others in get online games and making friends and all this sort of stuff, which is lovely. But not everyone, I think, gets that experience. And sometimes you have to start with just playing with randoms and that's not going to be a good introduction to the game. Um, say that's like life. It, it, it shouldn't be life. You know, they should they manage not to do that in like many other games you can't just say oh you just have to accept that there's going to be something abusive yeah like, like this is something acceptable something blizzard to do is is like onboarding new players and giving them the best possible experience to stick with it mm. um yeah i know i've heard i've heard such mixed things about wow recently like a lot of this community stuff but equally that the new expansion is really good and has good representation and um is worth playing so a real mix of opinions on wow at the moment yeah Shame. Well, Final Fantasy XIV's there. And I've done lots. I've never... I've only run with, like, my gill or my... Yeah, the free company um, when the game first came out. And I had, like, a close community. But I've not had a close uh, free company. I've managed to do the raids and stuff in there without having that. And never once encountered abuse. Mm. You don't need... Yeah. It's, no one should ever be abused in a game. Yeah, there's no justification stop. for it, and if the, it's oh, it, I just hate that mentality. It's like that. Oh, you'd have never survived down, you know, in the uh, Xbox Live lobbies. It's like, well, they were atrocious then, and no matter what level of abuse of the of abuse there is online, one like one out of a hundred, one percent level of abuse is unacceptable. Just because it used to be at a hundred percent back in the day on Xbox uh, Live doesn't excuse the fact that one percent is also bad as well. And also, this this comes down to the companies making these games that should be doing more to manage that community and and support people. And yeah. after all, this is Blizzard, and we know all the stuff that's happened at that company in the last few years. Um, maybe that that mentality bleeds over into the community as well. Um, they they should be doing more to to protect people. Anyway, Mr. Wibbles, <laughs> what else have people been playing? Mm. Uh, Mr. Wibble, I finished Yucko's Island Express. Can recommend. The main story took me about six hours, so it's nice and manageable. Still lots of things to finish if I want to 100% it, so who knows? The PC version comes with a randomizer, which might be a nice challenge for some time in the future. That's cool that it comes with a randomizer. Hmm. Like, yeah, you don't have to add it extra, or like, um, when Usually Pokemon... that's like a mod or something. Yeah, you have to mod it. Nice. Um, I'm now playing Asteragos Curse of the Stars, which is an action RPG. It's a weird mix between God of War type play, Immortals Phoenix Rising, and Souls-like games. Getting used to the combat after a bumpy start, but it's not as fluid as, for instance, Elden Ring. The story is entertaining, if a bit generic fantasy based on Roman mythology. That's cool, though. I've played like 90 minutes, so more to come. Hmm. Well, we look forward to hearing more about that next week, then. Yeah. Nice. 
Um, Riley is still a bit obsessed with Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 14, and Ravi Lavi has also been playing Final Fantasy 14. Um, actually made an alt on the new NA server this morning to replay the story from the Uldar side. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't realise that Ravi actually is on EU as well, so you can pop in and say hello and join us if you fancy it. If you fancy some nice lag on it. (laughs) Uh, Jackie's been playing Bloons TD6. What does the TD stand for? Uh, Total Destruction. Maybe, actually. I don't know. Bloons 6. Uh, It's about all I've had energy for since getting COVID. It really is easy to get sucked. um, Oh, Tower Defence. Tower (laughs) Defence. It really is easy to get sucked. Is what Jackie says. Wow. Um, and spend hours playing. Mm. Um, I think it's missing a sucked in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, mm. Yeah, more balloons. I'm, I'm still tempted to try it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I played a little bit and it wasn't for me. Although maybe... Mm, it was one on mobile. I don't know if it was... It was the one on Apple Arcade. I just find it incredibly stressful. I don't understand all these people that don't find it... Really, yeah. Which which balloons was it? Balloons. I think it was TD. Yeah, TD six. Oh wait, is it on? Oh, I played balloons TD battles. That's that looks very different. I think that's on the Apple Arcade one, right? No idea. Balloons TD six apparently costs uh, six pounds on here, but I don't remember. I remember, I don't know. Yeah, it seems to be paid. There's a lot of balloons games. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Gemma, uh, I don't want to alarm anyone, but there is an even more engaging Pomodoro game called Legend of the Pomodoro. Uh-oh. There is no Tomato the Duck, but there are many tomatoes and very classic RPG vibes. Pomo Farm has found its match. Hmm. Hmm. Nice. Hmm. <laughs> uh, That's the thing with 25 minutes and five minute breaks, right? Yes. Yeah. I think so. I googled it. I'm sure it's like that. And then like a break after four hours or something. Uh, Then Ninja Koala. Um, I haven't played this game, but technically if you own it, you don't play it either. Interesting. Uh, Placid Plastic Duck Simulator is a game I was extremely surprised with. It's a game where you have a pool and every five or so minutes you get a new duck drop in just to float above your pool with the others. Hmm. Um, All ducks have a different theme or an aesthetic and have interactions between them. E.g. the clown duck is a squirter. Oi, oi. Yeah, um, if they happen to spray the flower pot duck, the flower pot gets a flower. That's cute. A surprisingly exciting and relaxing game where you do nothing. Side note, you can name the duck. So on Twitch, it was exciting everyone in chat being assigned a duck. That is quite cute. Yeah. Oh. We have some uh, heated discussion in the, the chat. Uh, say, oh, wait, so Glinsky Duel says, I've started Tales of Arise. After three or four hours, I realized there was a button for basic attacks, which made battle flow a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's a great dear. thing with Xenoblade. I think it just it's just auto attack, and then you do your basic ones afterwards. Did they not have that in Tales of Arise? Yeah, yeah. You do your basic attacks, and then there's your arts, which are yeah. your sort of special moves. Yeah, but yeah, no. Just to run the debate that's going in chat. Like, there's no, there should not be a freedom to say whatever you want in a game, and you can't. And just saying, oh well, I'm not offended, so other people should just not be offended. That's very easy, and good for you that you're not offended by comments but there are people that are um and yes obviously there is a line where you're like well you know you know where you draw it and you for you might be really far and you know incredibly offensive stuff might be the only stuff that offends you but it doesn't for it isn't for others so you've got to balance that out and find where the line is and if the line is different from where you have it you know if, if we you know if they say that something you know I don't know. I'm not going to play a game and then expect and just be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, some people just swear at me and some people get really angry and curse me on there. Like, that that's, to me isn't fun and I will stop playing a game. And the thing is, these companies, they want people to play the games. They don't want people to turn away from it because it's just such an abusive and toxic environment. So they're happy to, you know, put in these filters. But it seems like WoW has gone past this and for some reason they're not, they don't really care and people are turning away from it. I think it's just about having a base level that that is, you know, protecting as many people as possible. And some people have different views around that, but there needs to be at least a base level of protection and support, I think. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Exactly. But if, if you are not offended by that stuff and you enjoy the heat of it, great. <laughs> you know, I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying the game. Um, 
but there are lots the fact that there are people turning away from it because it gets really toxic uh, and this, I'm not saying that this is what you said, but that you do see people on online going like, oh, it's just words that can't hurt you. They can. People, you know, do awful things to themselves because of things that have been said to them. So, you know, the old oh, sticks and stones motto is might have been a popular, you know, idea in the 60s and stuff. But nowadays, no, it's we take mental health seriously and words do affect that. Indeed. Hmm. Shall we talk about the news? Yes. What's going on in the headlines? Um, Are you doing the jingle? News. There you go. Wow. That was terrible. Yeah. Um, so, last week, after the podcast, we were about to play um, High on Life. Yes. And um, But it didn't work very well. It didn't. And I don't know if that's something to do with my PC or not, because I also had issues. Well, I found it where I'm going to have to... I think I'm going to be streaming... Uh, like when I do Final Fantasy, I'm going to stream it through the PS5 because A, it's so comfortable playing with the controller. That's another thing I didn't mention. Final Fantasy XIV with a controller is really, really good. Uh, the only thing that you can't do very well is obviously quickly type in the text box um, or click on things on a map that like require a little mouse precision. But I, I've got a really, really cheap uh, mouse, Bluetooth mouse and keyboard that costs like £20, if that. Um, which I'm just going to, and you show it into the PlayStation and it immediately recognizes it and you can use it. Um, I wouldn't use it obviously for movement controls and, and that. I mean, I'm sure you can, um, but just having that where, you know, if you do go into a dungeon and you want to say hello to people or you want to click on something on a map, just having that nearby really, you know, makes your life a lot easier. Nice. Hmm. But yes, we didn't play High in Life. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was being choppy and weird, and we decided that we wouldn't. And um, I'm quite happy about that decision because pretty soon after that, the news broke that um, Justin Roiland, who um, created the game, uh, he's the co-creator of Rick and Morty. He heads up Squanch Games, which created High on Life. Uh, he's been charged with domestic violence from a, a an incident from 2020. Um, so it's stuff happened a while ago. I'm sure it'll probably end up getting settled out of court or whatever else. But um, yeah, since then, a lot of stories have come out about him. Um, uh, some pretty awful DMs and messages and things. So. Yeah, I've seen a few like really creepy. Yeah, creepy DMs. Yeah. So um, he's not really a very nice person. And this is literally the most popular game on Game Pass at the moment. And loads of people are playing I it. I think it's to avoid. Um, but it, I think he is to avoid and the game is to avoid. Yeah. Um, so, yes. <laughs> Just be, after Volusia's Volu- Volu- feeling a bit guilty because she's like, <laughs> yeah, highlights hilarious and disturbing. Our chat will be howling. Then, we're, then oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well then. <laughs> Sorry, Volusia. I didn't mean to drop you in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, you, yeah, it's um, it's not to everybody's taste. I think I'd have probably found it a bit more, a bit funnier than you. Yeah. And the Channel 5 guy, Andrew. Oh, what's the Channel 5? To me, Channel 5 is the place of uh, Fort Boyard and uh, the Pepsi chart and things like that. I don't know. What? Fort Boyard? No idea. Melinda Messenger? We've had this discussion. Oh, I know who she is. Exactly, yeah. I didn't watch the show. It was like the Crystal Maze, but not. Oh. Uh, It was great. Fair Uh, enough. Yeah. But yeah, so if, if you were thinking of playing High in Life, probably don't. Um, there are a lot of stories um, going around. So, uh, yeah, be aware of him. Yeah, there were tigers in Fort Bayard. Um, but yeah, no, Justin Roiland, I feel, yeah, even though if, even if this doesn't really go anywhere, it, his reputation has tanked. Yes. Well, Which I've never watched. Maybe, maybe won't with certain people, but yeah. hey. I, um, yeah, I never watched Rick and Morty. I feel like I'm probably I, enjoy it if I, I did I don't it. think you're missing out. Okay. All right. Right. Um, um, more controversy. Oh. This time with Wizards of the Coast. Which I didn't realise that's the company behind D&D. Yes. That is exactly what this is about. Um, which I don't know a huge amount about, but I know there are a lot of um, D&D and tabletop um, fans in chat and, and listen um, but essentially, Wizards of the Coast, they have what they call their open gaming license, which is essentially the kind of the basis of Dungeons and Dragons. Someone in chat is probably going to tell me that I'm saying all this wrong, but I'm going to go with it for now. It's basically the basis of Dungeons and Dragons that can be used for other third party 
games, be they tabletop games or or um, video games or books and whatever else. And essentially what they're trying to do is to change that open gaming license um, to to monetize third-party content because they want to make more money. And um, and they, from what I understand, I think they were talking about doing this, but they haven't set it in stone, but it leaked and there's been a huge backlash against it um, because it's just them trying to be greedy and D&D has just gone off and so many people are involved in it and mm-hmm. use that as their basis that suddenly they're going to have to pay all this money and it sucks. Um, and the company's responded in a, in a, in a statement. Um, but um, it's, it's basically a complete mess at the moment in the world of D&D. And put Gary in the chat. was like, oh, my D&D game for tonight has just been cancelled. Did they require like £100 per uh, entry you know, to cover all the costs for it? Or are they doing it? They, oh, they released a statement at 5 p.m. today. Oh, they did. Update. Is that this one? No, because that story's from the 13th of Jan. Oh, okay. In which was... case, we what's the new update then, Liz? Because I actually haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah, please post this update um, about. Because then you had Paizo that make um, uh, a different game, Pathfinder, um, that's based on D&D. And, um... Oh, here we go. New statement from and Gizmodo. Do we like Gizmodo? Sure, let's go with Gizmodo. Um, blah, 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 blah. They have just... Uh, okay, here we go. We'll, we'll click on the official one. Oh, three hours ago. Here we go. Would you like to uh, be very briefly read? Um, hi, I'm Kyle That's Brink, not brief, just the executive one. producer on D&D. Oh, it's my team that makes the game we all play. I don't. Um, he loves D&D. Boom, 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 boom. Um, first, though, let me start with an apology. We are sorry we got it wrong. Okay. Our language and requirements in the draft OGL were disruptive to creators and not in support of our core goals of protecting and cultivating an inclusive play environment and limiting the OGL to TTRPGs. Then we compounded things by being silent for too long. We hurt fans and creators when more frequent and clear communications could have prevented so much of this. I mean, yeah. Starting now, we're going to do this in a better way, more open and transparent with our entire community of creators, with the time to iterate to get feedback to improve. If this sounds familiar, it's because it's how we do it for the game itself. So let's do it that way for the OGL too. Um... So three bullet points on here's what to expect. On or before Friday, January 20th, we'll share new proposed OGL documentation for your review and feedback, much as we do with playtest materials. After you review the proposed OGL, you'll be able to fill out a quick survey, much like unearthed Arcana playtest feedback surveys. It will ask you specific questions about the document and include open form fields to share any other feedback you have. The survey will remain open for at least two weeks and will give you advance notice before it closes so that everyone who wants to participate can complete the survey. Then we will compile, analyze, react to, and present back what we heard from you. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, they are, I guess, at least trying. But I think they've lost a lot of goodwill. Hmm. Um, I know a lot of people have cancelled their D&D Beyond, I think it's called. There's a subscription. Um, and um, a lot of people are cancelling that. They don't want to give wizards their money. And it's just... Yeah, it's a mess, basically. Yeah, did you read this bit? Um, there's a ton of stuff that isn't going to be affected by an OGL update. So today, right now, we'll lay out all the areas that the conversation won't touch. So it won't touch people's video comment content, the accessories for your own content, non-published work for instance, contracted services, VTT content, whatever that is, DMs Guild content, your OGL, your revenue and your ownership of your content. So you'll continue mm-hmm. to own your content with no license back requirements. Which I feel like that's quite a big thing, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. there you go. Breaking news. There you go. Look at us being ish, on the trend. Ish breaking. We're three hours late, but you know. Okay, uh, so the next thing I've heard about is the accessibility charity. Is an accessibility charity helping Xbox and PlayStation? So this isn't news, but it's just a really, really lovely piece oh. that I thought people would be interesting, interested in reading, um, which is an interview um, that uh, Bertie at Eurogamer has done with Special Effect. And Special Effect is a an accessibility charity um, that they've been involved with Xbox's disability uh, or accessibility controller and the PlayStation 1 that was announced a couple of weeks ago. They've been involved in that as well. Um, and um, yeah, it's just, it's a really lovely story about Special Effect and the work that they do. And I know that a lot of people here are advocates for accessibility, as we all should be. Um, so I thought it was just a nice piece and I wanted to mention that. 
You can put a link in chat if you want. I will do. Great. So yeah, please go read this because it's just it's just a really lovely story about the work they do. Mm. There we are. Now, but back to the news. Yes. Um, today, the eighteenth, is the final day of Stadia. Oh. Stadia closes, um, and um, they um, lots of developers have like moved their games to other platforms so they don't get lost. Um, they've ma- they've made their Bluetooth controllers available to use on other devices so that they don't get wasted. Um, but then there's this story, which I thought was quite fun, um, which is there's a game called Worm Game, which is basically like Snake mm. um, that got added a few days ago. Um, and basically people who are playing the game are have been rapidly playing it over the last few days to try and get the top top score because they know that this game will will die with Stadia and will never be made again. They'll never have the same leaderboard. So people are just playing this game desperate to try and get to the top spot mm. so that they are immortalized in this game forever, Aww. which is just quite funny. Immortalized until it dies in a couple of hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, DBD. There have been rumors for a while that Leatherface was going to be taken out of DBD. Um, and that's because the Friday the 13th license, there have been other games that have had problems with the license. Why is David Guest in it? Is that a really bad joke? Yeah. He's Leatherface. You ever seen his face? Yeah, I, I've seen his face. Yeah. All right, sure. Anyway, this is the Friday the 13th killer. Um, there was a game earlier this week that has been taken off Steam um, because they've lost the Friday the 13th license and everyone was looking at DBD thinking is the same thing going to happen. But it turns out it's not. Hmm. Um, so Leatherface is not leaving Dead by Daylight and will be staying in it. So Great. for anyone who was worried about it, don't be. Yeah, Liz says they should add Winnie the Pooh instead. They should add like characters that are no longer under license. So yeah, like something like Winnie the Pooh. Uh, what else is out of license? Like really old. Old stuff. Yeah. Sherlock. That oh, oh my god, they'd have Sherlock as a survivor. Isn't Sherlock isn't it weird that like one type of Sherlock is in is out of copyright, but the other one isn't or something like that? I read. Like there's a version of there's a Sherlock that's like a version of him that was created or he was changed like twenty years later. Oh, oh it's all of it is out now. Ah. Was Jack the Ripper fictional? Uh <laughs> no. No. No, it wasn't. No. Now there was the Yorkshire Ripper. Yeah. Um, this is another story I thought was quite funny. Um, this is actually from a Japanese interview from a few years ago, but it's been resurfaced thanks to the translation. And um, Shigeru, Shigeru Miyamoto, the creator of Mario, um, said no to a Wario-style Princess Peach. So um, this was basically working with Camelot, um, who made Mario Tennis and Mario Golf. And Mario Tennis on the N64 was the first game with Waluigi. Um, I and like they, Waluigi. And they created Waluigi. Wapich. Um, and Waluigi was was obviously the sort of Luigi equivalent to Wario and Mario, and um, and yeah, they wanted to make a Wa Peach or a Wild Peach, a Wap, each a Wap Peach, mm. um, and uh, basically Miyamoto said no. They got Rabbit Peach, Pe- but they have Rabbit Peach, and Rabbit Peach is the best. Well, that's different. Yeah, different series. But yeah, so we're never gonna get a um, a Wa Peach. But there's also Bowser, if you remember that. Mm. Yeah, which is quite funny. <laughs> So yeah, don't go expecting a uh, an evil peach anytime soon. Um, and <laughs> there's a plenty of them in heaven. Oh, I bet. Um, and then as in heaven, the club, not. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then another funny one to finish, just because I was very happy with my boss's headline. I on loved this. it. Marvel's Avengers fans saw about Thor skin without helmet, <laughs> and the actual story in this is that. Um, in Avengers, you can buy different skins of all the of all the different characters, and um, there is a skin that has Thor with his with his helmet on, and they are now um, basically they've made another skin which is Thor without his helmet, and they're charging loads of money for it, and people are getting really pissed off. Nobody is he American. Um, it's he American. Yeah, who's he? Thor. Yeah. The well, no, helmetless Thor, is the, Thor skin. He's the Norse god. I mean, I see what what you're going for mm. there, but yeah, um, mainly it was just 
it was just funny to have Thor skin in a in a headline. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Wathor. We're now in a Wallachian <laughs> Thor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's actually an Australian, isn't he? Technically. Uh, well, Hemsworth is, yeah. Mm. Right. But Thor's a Norse god. Does that make him Norwegian? Mm. Mm. No, because Norse doesn't mean Norwegian, um, does it? Well, no. Oh, I suppose they were Danish as well. Well, yeah. they were Scandinavian, but I'm trying to remember where the Norse... Circumcision would be very um, brutal in, you know, Norse Viking era, I bet. With a massive axe. Yeah, that probably misses. Ooh. Anyway, uh, that's a nice point to end, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Use lightning and just burn it off. Yeah. Uh, mm, yeah. Yeah. The new Asgard is in Tunsberg, Norway. Yeah, I've been to Tunsberg. I stayed in Tunsberg. Um, well, lucky you. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I went to a pub in Tunsberg. And how expensive was a pint? Thirteen pounds. Well. Don't go there again. Thirteen pounds <laughs> for a pint. Poor, shocking. Yeah. Ridiculous. How much? How much? I know. <laughs> Bloody hell! I still remember. It was like five years ago. I still remember that. Uh, anyway, well, let's end on that note, shall mm-hmm. we? Yeah, indeed. All right then. Go on. <laughs> tell the listeners where they can find you. Uh, you can find me at Ed underscore Knights on Twitch and on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, you can find me at Biggest Benus One on uh, Twitter. And um, biggest Benus on Twitch. Why did you go high pitch there? Just to uh, you know, wake wake people up. Sure. Yeah. Um, and you can also find us on uh, swappingjoysticks.com uh, with links to YouTube and Twitter and Twitter and Spotify and Apple and wherever else you listen to podcasts. iTunes. All right. Thanks very much for uh, listening. Have a good day. See you all next week. Do it. Keep swapping. Bye.